Yo. Hello. So why is everyone in our fantasy football league just going to be four and four? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I don't love to see it because I'm one who falls to four and four. But yeah, people are going to be ranked like number four and number 10 and they're going to be four and four. No, like it is. It's still it's a bloodbath. It's still tight. Yeah, it's a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually do like to see that this year, though. Like, that means people are, like, competing. And not one person's just running away with it, except for Dream Team. Yeah, I might pitch a trade at some point. Yeah, you better. I mean, there's not I, many weeks left. I think I've got one that should entice Gunner. He receivers, and I want, um, I want uh, one of his running backs. I want Kamara. We all want a running back, don't we? But I think Kamara's going to get traded, and whatever team he's going to get get traded to, is they're going to use him properly. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope, but he probably knows that too. Yeah. Mm. But, well, he has a surplus of running backs, just like right. Shibes. Yeah, yeah, there's a... There, there are those are the two teams that really are like sitting really good on running back. I feel like I was sitting good until Brees Hall got injured, but that's yeah. just it. It takes one injury, and yeah, oof, can really just kind of derail what's going on. Austin got really lucky starting uh, Deontay yeah, Foreman. Deontay Foreman, what the hell? No, I'm like. I mean, I honestly, like, I'm taking my L this week. Like, I need 65 points from T. Higgins and Joe Burrow. Not saying it couldn't happen, but, like, honestly, just, like, good for you for putting Deontay Foreman in because that won you your week. Because he put it – he had Devontae Adams and Daniel Carlson get him, like, nothing. Yeah. Well, hello. Hello, hello. Mm. Ugh. Uh, how are you doing? We're just talking about how there's going to be a lot of four and four teams in fantasy. Yeah, this, are, this is probably the most. Uh, this is probably like the best overall year. As far as competition, that yeah. That we've had in the league. Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. going to be good. I, 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 don't think you're, I don't think you're winning tonight, Mike. No, I was just telling Carrie that I need 65. I don't think it, it's going to happen. It could happen. But I was just saying, like, good for you for putting in Deontay Foreman. Like, that's... Oh, like, I literally did that, like, one minute before the game started. Yeah, I saw that. Like, good for you. Because if Devontae Adams and Daniel Carlson had anything to say about it, you were going to lose this week. Oh, they did absolutely nothing. But, I mean, I also had, like, I think I'm going to have, like, three of the five top performers with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Foreman. Right. Ugh. Didn't have Tony P, did you? <laughs> Who? Tony Pollard. He put up 35. Oh, no, I did not have him, no. No, no. But, uh, gosh, no, I, I was actually – I was watching. I was watching the games – and, like, with less than two minutes to go, the Seahawks were already winning. Walker comes away and makes his score, like, actually pretty good. Cause his, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I thought uh, it was like – Because he was sitting near around two points also, but then he goes and scores a t- last-second touchdown. I'm like, ah. Yeah, once that happened, I was like, I think I got this one in the bag. Right. And, again, I, I mean, it's not unheard of for a quarterback to put up 40, but that's kind of what I'm – banking on you know yeah well brown's defense is the only good thing about their team anyway so i'm kind of glad with that yeah well anyway we'll we'll see what happens should we get into this let's do it can start welcome to this is our year a minnesota vikings podcast we're coming to you after the vikings win 34 to 26 on sunday against the cardinals happy halloween happy halloween Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Big stuff. Uh, we got, you know, let's talk about some of the key contributors to that game. Uh, let's start with the defense. Man, did Zadarius Smith have himself a day with three sacks and four tackles for loss? 
now tied for number one in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he, I want to say he's sole number one in tackles for loss. That doesn't get as much uh, appreciation as sacks, but, I mean, that just shows how productive he's been. He's a monster. And the Vikings, you know, they always just have that one, you know, we did it again. We did it again where we let them crawl back a little bit, and then we have one defensive play that absolutely saves us. And I would just like to credit Cam Bynum. Clutch, clutch play. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he came away with a pick. Uh, Harrison Smith gets a pick. Uh, Really some good stuff. Patrick Peterson was playing – Excellent as well. Something that I love to see. I love that he did his uh the video game celebration. He says, I'm not really much of a gamer. Uh when he was asked about it, he's like, I'm not sure what it's called. Call of Duty? Modern Warfare? I don't know. I heard it just came out. Yeah, that was funny because I mean that's what everyone's saying, you know. Oh Kyler, you know, he's 0 and 19 when the game comes out, you know, but <laughs> yeah. No, it's a uh, it was it was really good to see. I think overall, um, I mean, defensively, I think we've actually looked pretty good over the last few weeks. That run defense, I think, I feel like I read something that this is like the fourth straight game where the defense has not allowed a hundred rushing yards. Wow! And yeah, no, this was something early on in the season. I remember we were talking about like, man, this this run defense really needs to shape up, and they quietly have that. It'll and they have, you're right, but it will be tough seeing that Dalvin Tomlinson, he's seems like he's going to miss some time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's uh he, he's been, you know, one of those quiet key contributors and we talked about him over the last few weeks. So we really hope, you know, that if he does end up missing time that, you know, he's, he gets healthy soon for sure. And, uh, Irv Smith, it looks like, may end up missing some time, too. You know, they said that he had a high ankle sprain. So, you know, we've still yet to hear uh, really an an official diagnosis on either of those guys. But you just hope that they can come back healthy because uh, Ben Ellison, I believe, he has one more week on the IR. That would leave Johnny Munt as the only available tight end uh, on our roster going into next week. On the 53, it's. I did read that we have a couple guys in the practice squad, but right. we'd have to shuffle around and make some room for those guys. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm fine with Johnny Munt. He's, with what he has been given this year, he's been playing really well, uh, making the most of his opportunities. I mean, he got a wide open touchdown yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, uh, I was listening to uh, Kirk Cousins' presser. Uh, after the game, he was saying that uh, after he caught the touchdown, Johnny Munt told him that that was that was his first ever regular season touchdown, and he's played. You know, he he's been around for a few seasons, but uh, I, I think he's played like forty some career games, but that was his first ever touchdown. Oh, love to see it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we seems like we have moved over a little bit to the offense. Uh, Justin Jefferson quietly had a really good day, and you know, like. It's a good thing when 98 yards on the day is like a quiet day for your star wide receiver. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. But I mean, with what I saw of the game, because there was a couple times that I was coming in and out and I didn't get to watch the full game. I was really more impressed on the offensive side of the ball from the running it, the ground yeah. game. That was yep. really impressive. Uh but overall, I mean, I just – I felt like in general with the offense, it was just we did what we had to do. Um, we didn't put all the chips in one area of the, like, passing or in running. It just was a smooth game. And I know the score was a little closer than we kind of anticipated it, but it just, I just felt like there was such a confidence with the Vikings last game. And I know, like, uh, it, just, it was good. It just seemed well. Like, even when it was coming down to the end, I kind of always felt like, hey, we're going to pull this out. We're not going to lose this game. And maybe it was because that stat you told us last week with we haven't lost to the Cardinals at home since 1970-something. But it was just, I don't know, I was really impressed overall with what I did get to see of the game yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, was on, I was on the road as well. I only got to listen. I, I listened to the pretty much entire game 
aside from the fourth quarter. Um, I, I got to watch that on the TV, but uh, definitely, you know, some concern with um, Ed Ingram, I would say. Uh, definitely. He, he definitely, Paul Allen mentioned that, that this is probably the worst game of his career so far. Uh, just he got totally bossed out by J.J. Watt, made him look like a fool more yeah. than once. But, yeah. I mean, J.J. Watt is one of, like, I mean, he is a defender of a whole new level. And, I mean, he's last one of the, night – He's one of the great pass rushers of this generation. And he was playing very good yesterday. So, I mean, like, yeah. Which surprised I, me. I mean, I thought he was kind of washed a little bit, which I guess is my mistake. Well, didn't he just I have mean, a new baby? Didn't he just have a kid? So I think maybe that kind of gave him energy. You got to play hard after having a new baby. Yeah, right. he did a lot of work with that. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, we talked about how we were able to get the run game going. Uh, we had Dalvin Cook got 111 yards off of 20 carries and a touchdown. Uh, tack on five receptions for 30 yards with that. Um Alexander Madison, he was averaging eight yards a carry. He got uh, five carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. And Kirk Cousins coming in with that first touchdown of the game on that opening drive. Man, comes in for a 17-yard rushing touchdown. You guys should have Boom. heard Paul Allen's call on that. He, he was just so surprised <laughs> as, as oh. we all were. He was like, oh, my God, there he goes. Well, there was like a couple Lamar times Jackson during this game. There. There's a couple times during this game where uh, Kirk should have ran it more. I know there was one where it was like third down, and he 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 would have had a if he ran it, he would have had a like he went out to the side, and if he would have just kept going straight, he would have had a first down. But he threw it. I but did no, I mean, what you saw that one? Yeah. Uh, but no, in general, I mean, like, man, that was. I think this game was some of the fastest I've seen that man move. Especially on that touchdown play, oh my goodness! He, I, I couldn't even see his legs anymore. They were going too fast. So the uh, another he, thing, another thing uh, during Kirk Cousins' press conference, he was he was talking to the reporters about like, man, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I was talking to I was talking to some of the linemen afterwards, and they said that they really, they really love it when I run for some reason. I, I guess I, I just don't know, but apparently they really love it. I was talking to Garrett. Garrett said that. Uh, it was the best thing that he had ever seen in his life. So I, I guess they really like it when I run. So if I had known that, maybe I would have run more. What? <laughs> He's, no, so like, coy. He's being coy. No, I, I know. But like, I, I do think that that's funny. It's like, well, obviously they like to see you run. Yeah. No, it's it, it was really, really cool though. You know, this would have been a great week. And I realized after we did that, we forgot to do any uh, predictions for this game. This would have been a great week to throw out the – Kirk Cousins, 40-yard rushing touchdown. It yeah. wasn't 40 yards, but I think in spirit, that was kind of what we're looking for. Oh, that so the dive at the end. The dive at the end is what really sealed the deal. Yeah. Yep. The big thing that I was just – Carrie, are you there? Oh, we lost him. Oh, no. Well, anyway, we'll we'll come we'll come back to Kerry. I think you know throughout this entire game, it was just really it felt really balanced. What was that? I got a Kerry, phone call. Oh, <laughs> the big all right. thing yeah. that we'll let you go back to that. What was that? What were you saying? Yeah, so I got a phone call. the The big thing that was crazy for me in this game that I was just mystified by was that we had Dalvin Cook actually initiating contact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. Like instead of you know, we see him and he does a lot of you know he'll like shake his way out of bounds or, you know, but he was actually bulldozing guys and making instead of trying to juke, he was actually just trying to push through guys, which is something that you know we rarely see, and that just that mm-hmm. kind of lit my fire a bit because that means that we Dalvin has confidence to be able to yeah I'm healthy, let's go you know. Yeah. Right. It's more than just relying on his elusiveness, which we know um, he has been great at through his career. But if he if he can just put his foot down into the dirt and just rely on his power and just to go through people, it worked in this game. I mm-hmm. I mean, I think by the end of the game, he was averaging five and a half yards a carry, which that's good. But 
I think that that's also taken in mind that at some point we were just trying to drain the clock. We weren't really, you know, trying to put a nail in the coffin or however it goes. But I I remember watching, he was averaging over, I think he was what, like nine yards a carry early in the game. He was working working so well. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time this season that he's actually gotten over a hundred rushing yards which he's come close before, but like, it's good to see that he does still have it against, you know, a team that I think has the potential to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, and we, well, that's one thing to bring up is like, we definitely, I'm really happy with this name, this win we got, but this Cardinals team is definitely not a, what they could be. That Cardinals team is a very scary team and they just weren't, they're not playing at the level that they should be. And I think the players on the field know it especially in the Cardinals organization, they know that, hey, we could be doing a lot better. But, hey, at the end of the day, a win's a win, and that puts us at 6-1. and one. So I'm still happy with it. 6-1, and one, baby. And I, I, I love to see it as well. I mean, but if you look at, you look at a lot of the, the teams in our conference. This week. I mean, yeah, I mean, many of them, we're, we're the only – Aside with Dallas and the New York Giants, we're the only six-win teams in the conference. And then there's Philadelphia, who sit above us. Yep. Other than that, the next best record is Seattle at five and three. Well, yeah, no, I mean, and the nice thing to think about is uh, with the New York Giants and the Cowboys, they have to face each other. I don't know if they've already faced each other once this year, um, but they have to face each other twice in a season. So those those teams are going to compete with each other for that high the division spot, the winning spot. So if we can keep playing like this, really in scope, we got to worry about one of those two teams and Philly. And right. uh, But, no, yeah, we're sitting in a good spot. I really like where the Vikings are at. Um, and I think we are now officially starting to get the credit that's deserved for this season. Kirktober, yeah. baby. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yes. I think it's hard. I've been now looking – I know a common thing that we've been talking about in a lot of episodes is – Vikings kind of getting screwed in power rankings and not anymore. Power rankings are every power rank I'm seeing now is really kind of putting the Vikings either in that top four or top three spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of most power rankings have that top three in any given order, chiefs, bills, and Eagles. Usually the chiefs are not mm-hmm. number one. They usually sit anywhere. Number two, but number two, number three, but you're right. Um, the power rankings have been, and they should continue to put the Vikings up there in that top tier up with uh, the Cowboys and probably above the giants who were not convincing today, this week. Yeah. Not at all. Against the, um, the Seahawks, they look pretty one dimensional, like looking forward to that game, which I know it's a long ways away and a lot can happen health wise for both teams, but that's one that, kind of doesn't scare me as much as maybe it did a few weeks ago. Now, one thing that I have noticed is that it appears as if, so if the Vikings beat the Washington Commanders this week and the Bills beat Miami, we may be dealing with a flexed Sunday night football primetime, two seven and one teams. It's a long ways away. It's a long, down the line. You know, but it's something to think about that might happen and we need to maybe prepare for. No, I and I think the Bills are already on the Vikings radar. Um but well, I we think can't it's miss the we can't miss the commanders though. I feel like we're already looking way too far ahead. Maybe it's just well, the people no, yeah. on the internet. I mean but, I, uh, we're still looking at the I think we're still looking at the commanders, but I'm gonna argue my whole thing is I guarantee the Vikings have been looking at the Bills for the last couple of weeks as well. I think they kind of know, like, hey, that's a big game. That's a game that can give confidence and make you – because if you beat the Bills, the Bills are considered, I think, as offense number one in the league, maybe offense number two of, like, to look out for. And if we can manage that win, I mean, that gives us such a confidence, especially with the record that we have. Like, your talks of making a playoff run are starting to start after that win. You, right. you it's more them, than just making the playoffs. It's making a legitimate run. Like, you might be real. Mm-hmm. And I think that's – honestly, and I think we mentioned that – I think that was the game I said 
uh, on the regular season. I think that was the most important game we have all season is that Bills game. But I just with the trade deadline and everything because the trade deadline is tomorrow, Tuesday at what, like three o'clock? Yep. I think three o'clock like Eastern, that. something like that. Between mm-hmm. the trade deadline uh, and the Bills game coming up, I'm just wondering if the Vite, I hope we're doing our homework for the football team. They're no joke. That front seven is still top five in the NFL. No, and they're very good, but they I, got no, I just hope we. I hope we don't overlook that because that's definitely – it's not a trap game because I think the football team is good and Taylor Heineke is on a little bit of a streak here. It would be a trap game if they only had one win. They don't. They're, they're a formidable opponent. I just hope we're not going to overlook them. No, yeah, and I agree. I think for the Bills. And right now, I think with how the Vikings are playing, I don't think they're overlooking stuff. I think they know where they're at, and I think they know what they need to get done. Um, and I really trust this coaching. Uh, it seems that they've got a knack on what they need to get done. But I agree with you. But I, I do think you got to start looking at that Bills team now if you haven't, which I think they already have. But that's a, that's a, that's a game you need more than a week to pro, like game plan for. No, I think, I think you know, you're both right here. I think there's something any team at this point, any team that has the Bills yet left on their schedule – they're they're doing something about it like it's there in the back of their mind they know they have to go face the bills and for us we have to go to buffalo to face the bills and you're talking about you know maybe getting flexed to sunday night i mean obviously you know we know you hear the narratives about kirk and prime time i don't like it but i get why and like from from a from a football fan perspective and from a Vikings fan perspective, I got to admit, it's going to be really fun if it gets to that point where the Vikings have the same record as the bills and are being compared in that way. And to just, you know, spend the Sunday night watching the team that we love. But uh, yeah, I, I think I've got nothing but faith in this coaching staff right now. They haven't really given me any reason to think otherwise, as far as preparedness and the responsibility that they take. So, yeah, I, I think it's something that's definitely going to creep in our minds and it might creep into the minds of the players. But you just hope that the the coaches and, you know, the leaders on this team are able to get everybody focused up and get them focused just on the week ahead. And also one reason why I'm not too worried about facing the commanders is Kirk Cousins is going to walk all over his former team. He's going to come in there with a vengeance and he's going to ball out. And when he finishes, he's going to do the you like that on the Washington fans. I hope he does. Another thing he, he did say also back going back to his press conference, he was talking about how he doesn't really, you know, believe in a revenge game. He's just going to go in there and he's just going to be surgical, try to not get let his emotions get ahead of him. But I think if he can go according to plan, I, I think there's no reason why he can't let his emotions out a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I don't believe that statement. Oh, I don't believe in revenge games. I mean, everybody believes in a revenge game. We just had two players come off of a monster revenge game. There's nothing better than facing your former team or club and just bawling out on them. If they screwed you over, which, I mean, good for the Vikings in this case. It seems like uh, both of those players who we have, uh, Patrick Peterson and Jordan Hicks, who also played very well, by the way, um, they do both feel that they were screwed over by their team. So, I mean, that's just gets a little bit of extra fire underneath them. And we can only hope that for cousins as well. Uh, not, not too chaotic because, uh, you know, we don't need him giving the ball away, but you know, just go in there and do your job and do it the best that you can. But anyway, I do have a question for you guys. Uh Oh, what yes. is it, Mikey? What's the how, question? How well do you remember last season oh no yeah yeah so carrie i believe you got the last question correct you lead nine seven so this question it goes to austin should you choose to accept it also the vikings finished second in the league in sacks in 2021 how many times did the vikings d sack the qb last season and we finished second in sacks Second in the league in sacks. I thought we were number one. We were one for a while. We finished second. I'm taking him. 
I'm going to go 72 sacks in a season. Okay. Is that your final answer? Right. Um, no, I'm going to go 68. 68. 68. Is that your final? No, 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 69. Just because Jared Allen got inducted into the Ring Hall of, the ring of Fame. I'll go nice. with his number. Nice. Yes, that's my final answer, the Jared Allen number. All right. Kerry? 69 sacks is actually a pretty ridiculous number. I don't think it was even close to that high. So I'm going to go 68 and know that I'm going to get close. Oh, that's stupid. I mean, it's okay. I'll put in an actual guess. I know it's lower than 69. Um, Let's say 50. Yeah, I'm starting to think that's probably a little bit better, but... Like I, I think even fifty might be high. I, forty-eight is my final answer, Mikey. Final answers locked in. All right, the answer is fifty-one. Oh wow. dang! Yep, fifty-one. So, Carrie, you get another point, and you go up ten seven. Dang. Yeah, that sixty-nine just seems a little high. That be. I was just trying to think of what it could be because I was like, oh, well, if they let, I was like, if they led the league, it has to be more than two sacks a game. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that makes more sense. Yep, yep. Uh, I believe that the only team that was above them was actually the Steelers. They ended with more sacks on the season, and I think they had 55, if I remember right. But huh. anyway, interesting. I figured no, it was it was worth talking about because Zadarius had such a monster game and he now leads the league with eight and a half. Well, anyway, anyway, uh, let's 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 talk about uh, the this is our year o meter after a after a big win like this one, you know, and and I would honestly say probably the most convincing win of our season, maybe aside from that Packers game, which isn't saying much. No, no, no. It's not saying much, but I mean, heck, we come out of the bye, which historically the Vikings have not been good out of the bye. We come out of the bye. We, you know, we play a a pretty good game, put up 34 points. The, you you know, the biggest thing that happened was Greg Joseph uh, missed a couple of kicks. Yeah. Are we going to talk about that at all? What's going on? You know what? Yeah. You know, let's hold it on the, on the meter. What? Put what yourself happened? in the position of this coaching staff. Are we bring back the hot doing? seat. Is it the Greg seat now? Oh, it's it's the Greg seat. Mm, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things for me. I don't I don't think it's even a possibility that he loses his job this season, barring like a trade for an all star kicker, which I don't oh, think is going to yeah, happen. Of course, it's like it's like Mike Zimmer. You know, they're not going to fire him in the middle of the year. It was never that bad. Well, but, I mean, I, there was a time I thought it could have been that bad. But, I mean, I guess that's beside the point. I think we have a different – we're not like one of those toxic – like we're not like the Browns or any of those teams that are hapless, you know. We at least mm-hmm. have some decency. But that's beside the point. I Will they cut him in the middle of the year? I kind of doubt it. If Since we're a contender, you know, I feel like they want to – do we Depends. really want to be cutting players in the middle of the year for a contender team? What kind of culture are you establishing at that point? You know, I'll just depend. <laughs> if he has a couple more games like this where he's making a lot of misses, then I think it's very possible that he gets cut or gets moved out. Uh, but, I mean, just remember, Minnesota, we do not – I mean, I know we have a new identity and a new front office, but we do not have a great history of dealing with missing kickers. I mean – we are kind of notorious at like moving on pretty quick after a kicker or two misses a couple big kicks. So I mean, just the stats are horrendous. I mean, and what happened? Because in training camp, they were saying, oh, this guy's got his confidence back. He's hitting 58 yarders indoors, you know, and all this stuff. And just like, what happened to that? Well, I guess, okay, if you look at the, the kicks that he has missed, I think all of them, all of the field goals that he's missed were over 50 yards. So, like, you cut him a little slack there. This last one that he missed, he just drilled it down straight into the D-lineman's face. <laughs> you know, there's – there's. I know he's trying to go for the distance. And, you know, maybe there's just some adjustments to be made on that one specifically. So, I'm, I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack, first of all, because we're 6-1 and one and it's not losing us games. 
And second, you know, they're long. Yet. Days. Yet. Yet. No, and mark right. my words. That's a big foreshadow. Yet. No, you're right. Because this could this could be something that comes back to bite us. But... I don't know. Like, any any other kicker that's out there on the market is probably... You, you can't count on them being as good as any starting kicker right now. Otherwise, they'd have a job. I mean, look at the Cardinals. They have two kickers on their roster right now. Yeah, what? Is it Rodrigo Blankenship and uh, Matt Prater? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean... I guess yeah, you're you're right. I mean, there there are there are scenarios where we could get a kicker. Like if you go to the Cardinals and you say, "Hey, we'll you know we'll offer you like a late pick for Rodrigo Blankenship." Trade a first round pick for Justin Tucker. Ooh, I want to do Justin no. Tucker. What I would do is maybe like try to get Dan Carlson back. I've heard that. I've heard somebody say, "Give the Raiders a third round pick for Daniel Carlson." That. Or, that sounds like you're an invitation to just be a cursed franchise, you know. Yeah, what it if sounds we, like it's an invitation for things to go wrong. What if we traded like first overall pick, maybe Alexander Madison, and some other things to try to get Dan Carlson and Darren Waller? Mm, no. 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 Well, first of all, for Darren Waller, he just got he just got paid. So we're we're taking that contract or at least part of it. And we don't have the space for it. Also, he's he's another guy who's just, you know, he hasn't been great this year and when he hasn't been around it's because he's been injured. So, I mean, I, I think he's very talented, but it's not worth it's not worth that to me. But I mean, I'm always here for the for the speculation and the hypothetical. We are going to make a move though, right? We are making a move. That is confirmed. I'm, I I'm not think so sure anymore. I have a hot, I think Alexander Madison is going to get traded by tomorrow. I think especially the basically almost having minimal time on the field and maxing out on pretty much everything he did. I have a well, Yeah, 8 yards a carry. I have a feeling that like what we were talking about last episode they're going to try to showcase him a little bit to get teams looking at him and I think that's what they kind of did last game so I would not be surprised if we saw him in the headlines tomorrow it's what about hard, though. what it's about hard someone like Daniil Hunter I don't want to trade Daniil Hunter I'm worried that they will he played I'm... good yesterday too he was very fast and he was moving all around the field so I could see it as well I mean but it's scary because you're six and one. How much do you want to shake up the team? Right. And I guess my thing is, I think we're a lot more likely to trade future picks to get a player rather than trade any contributing player away. Because like, sure, Alexander Madison isn't our starting running back and Daniil Hunter is not, you know, our, our number one edge rusher, but you know, we're six and one and these guys are contributors and, you know, take them away. And who do you have behind them? Behind Daniel Hunter, you've got DJ Wanham, who has actually been putting up, you know, or Patrick Jones, who also has been putting. He's had two sacks, and then behind Alexander Madison, you have Kenny Wangwu. You have Ty yeah. Chandler, who looked like the next Adrian Peterson in the preseason. Yeah, but we're six and one, and these guys are contributors, and you don't want to shake it up, send them away when we're doing well. You know, this is the time to go get somebody. Add somebody to our depth, you know, not go trade away our yes, players. And for I, the future. I, I do agree with you, Mikey. I would do, be doing the exact same thing. You know, I would be wanting to trade for the future, but I, this I have a feeling GM, one of the, it's one of the GM crew has done something that has surprised us before. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's if we were to trade, it's one of those two guys. Mm, I, mean, those are, I think those are our two biggest trade stocks going into the deadline. Maybe. I think it's more likely that, you know, we ride out this year if we don't if we don't make it to the Super Bowl, then I think maybe we start trading away for picks or well, I wouldn't say it's Super Bowl. I think even if we lose in playoffs, it's starting to trade away. Well, right. No, that's what I'm saying. I think if we I think if even we if we won the Super Bowl, I think you could see one of those two guys getting traded away. Right, right. I mean, even if you if you win the Super Bowl, I think you give you probably give Kirk Cousins 
uh, an extension, you make sure you give Justin Jefferson literally anything he wants. And I think the rest, you just see how it falls into place after that. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling Kirk Cousins is getting an extension no matter what. He's playing really well right now, and I think they're gonna they're gonna keep him. And I think he's, they're gonna. He's not in a contract year, though. No, I know, but I think coming up, I think after this, because what he's got this year, next season on still. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see him throwing an extra year on the contract. Yeah, like I could. I I just have a feeling, especially with how well he's playing and kind of how the modern NFL kind of like especially for QB's contract negotiations go, I could see him trying to tack on another one. Because let's face it, he's getting a little bit older. It's not like he's going to want to go to a new team, try to learn a whole new playbook just to be there for, what, three years? Right. And then, you know, what happens? He, I mean, he's going to do everything he can to stay here, as a lot of players do. You know, they, they want to stay where they are and where they're getting paid and where they're comfortable. You don't want to end up like Matt Ryan. No, for sure. For sure. Well, anyway, I think you know we, we we spend time on that. So let's 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 finally go to that. This is our year, O meter. Carrie, where do you where do you see the Vikings this year? I still just and even I'm to put it in a word. It's shocked. I'm shocked we're six and one. I'm shocked teams like the Packers aren't, you know, knocking on our doorstep or the Bears even, you know. Or the Lions. I'm, I'm just I, the fact that we're sitting here lonely at the top is shocking to me, and the fact that we have somehow managed to win these cupcake games that we almost threw away. Not saying this one was a cupcake. This was not a cupcake. This was a well-deserved win. Yep. But still, it's you know we almost did the same old Vikings thing. You know, let them let the offense let kind of fall asleep for just a moment. You know, but I that's the one thing that's keeping me out of like the. A, like the higher 80s threshold is that looming fear of, oh, God, there are teams that are playing a lot better than us right now. Teams like if we had to face the Eagles tomorrow in an NFC championship, we would lose. Um, and that's just the reality of it. And that's where I'm at right now. Um, so until this team can beat someone like the Buffalo Bills handedly, they're not going to cross the 85 threshold for me. Um, so I will put them at a nice and easy 80. No, I, I like it. I'm here for it. Austin, how about you? Where do you, where do you see this team this year? Um, this is a hot one. Uh, I disagree with Carrie. I'm ready to put them above that 85. Um, I think they're looking good every week. And even the weeks when one part of the team doesn't look good, the other part of the team has been able to carry it. We are, I think one of the stronger teams right now in the NFL with uh, passing momentum from offense to defense, offense to defense. If something's bad, our defense can get our offense pumped or vice versa. Um, and, I'm, and I'm just ready to say it. I think we're, I'm sitting at a 90. This is a good Vikings team that any team, even Bills, should be scared to face. We can literally move the ball down the field, and our defense is – Especially, that was the thing we were concerned about going from next season to this season was, is our defense run down? Are they, are they old? And honestly, the defense is playing like they're five years younger. Somehow. It's amazing. I mean, we got Darius Smith, who's killing it. We got Patrick Peterson and, um, oh, what's it, Cameron Danzler, who are just absolutely crushing it on the pass defense. Uh, I mean, even when the fact is Daniil Hunter – is on our defense, and I wouldn't. And he's playing good this year, but I wouldn't even put him as our top five defender this year. But we still have him on our team to wreak havoc. It's just that's how good our defense is playing in my eyes, and our offense is. I mean, besides that Philadelphia game, our offense is r- outrunning every team we've been put in front of. And I mean, we're a high-scoring team. It's not like we're winning games with twelve points, thirteen points. We're typically getting high twenties to thirty points a game. So I got confidence in this Vikings team. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's also, totally fair. Also, no, last game, last game, this, the, the Cardinals, the defense was reminding me of the term purple people eaters because they were just on top of the ball any chance they got. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, looked, they looked real out there. That is Mikey, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, Mikey. I am. Yeah, okay. So for me. I'm you really gonna, like corn? 
<laughs> no, I'm going to give this one right directly to our winning percentage. We are six and one. Our winning percentage is 0.857. So that's about where I'm going to put my, uh, my meter today. 85.7, you know, we'll round up to 86. We'll call it good. I'm, I'm really loving everything I'm seeing from this team. Um, you know, it, it is true. Like you said, I think if we were to face the Eagles tomorrow, Carrie, I think it would, it would be disastrous. It wouldn't be good, but I think we do have hope going into the rest of this season. You know, the next, the hardest few games that we have are upcoming. And just based on the fact that I, I think the Cardinals, I think they're, they're a step above some of these other teams that we have faced. They're not a good team by any means, but I think they're a step above, you know, the Dolphins and the Saints. And I think we really... I wouldn't say they're not a good team. I would say they're not a healthy team. I think that's a better term to use. Right. No, that that's fair. But I, I think I think they are a step above some of those guys. And it was really good to see us actually like not just stoop to their level. They were they had to try to pace with us. And that's where I think the difference is this year for the Vikings. I think that they are a team that when you face them, that they're they set the pace. So they set the pace of a lot of these games. And that's the biggest difference because I feel like they were always clawing from behind last season. But no, I I really really like everything that I'm seeing from them. So I'm sitting at an eighty six. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Um. So that is our this is our year o meter. I mean, we can uh, let's talk about the division. What happened this week? Everyone um, lied. Yeah. Except for the yeah. Vikings. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's one of those things. The Vikings keep winning, and everyone in our division keeps losing. I mean, then that's just another reason for more confidence. Um, Quick question: Packers is it... lost to the Bills twenty-seven seventeen yesterday, and they that didn't also, look right good. there. That gives me confidence against the Bills. The fact that the Packers were able—I know the Bills kind of had control of most of the game—but the fact that the Packers were able to keep that close with them really makes me kind of see the cracks in the armor. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right there. They they seem to they really seem to slow down. I think they only scored the Bills only scored I think three points in the second half. Mm-hmm. And I mean the Packers are not a good team this year. They really are not. And I mean the fact that they were able to score even that many points on them. Imagine what our team could do. That's actually playing very well. And the thing with the Bills is I think a lot of times they kind of get themselves in a similar situation to what the Vikings, I think, had last season, especially when they're facing good teams that can actually beat them, is they get in a habit of um, you score, I score, you score, I score, you score, I score, and it's just a back-and-forth thing. And you've seen it twice now against the Chiefs, and I have a feeling that's what we might see in our game. And honestly, with how we've just – with how Kirk's been in the fourth quarter, I'm just – I'm putting my money on Kirk if he's doing a – if it's back and forth, who can score until the end? Well, I you think score, you're right. Score. You score, I score. There's something. There's something different this year. The Vikings can, they can get in shootouts, mm-hmm. and they're better at managing it than we were last year. We're re- this season. We've been a lot better at managing it, and it almost to the point where it's now we look comfortable in those situations. Absolutely. Um, there's a the Lions. They lost to the Dolphins, thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh. I don't know. It seems like the Lions offense uh, looks like maybe they've been revived a little bit after putting up zero. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for them, you like to see it. I know they're still a team that we have to face, but again, they're not one that I'm, I'm not scared of them anymore. You know, it, they were, they seemed a little bit scary, especially when we first faced them. It was a, t- it was a close game, but I think by the time we have to face them again, I feel like these Vikings, you know, they, they were looking a lot more polished coming out of the bye, and I think there's just going to be more to come as far as that goes, especially going up against the Lions. I got a question for you guys. Is it too soon to say we won the division? I mean, I think the percent, the percent chance right now is what, like 85 or 90, I think, that we won the division? I it's think we're what, one more divisional game, and it's, we've won. I think it's basically that. We win just one of the three, and we've I think we have what we need to win the division. I think yeah. especially if we beat the Commanders, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, especially if we can beat the Commanders and then just win one of the next three. We, I think we're – I'm like yeah. – I'm literally just on the verge of just saying, yeah, we've already won the North. No, I'm really – I'm really – I'm hesitant on that because I was thinking about it. You know, it, it can flip so fast. If we go on a losing streak, we're 6-1 and one now. Uh, the next closest is 3-4. and four. So we'd if have to we drop lose... three games. That's not a fast losing streak. That's a – that's a gradual. Well, I guess that's just it. We, if we lose three games, we feel like you know that's fine. We still have six wins, but let's say the Packers go on a three-game win streak, then it's not so. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm hesitant to say anything is clinched yet, but I do. I I love where we're at. Yeah. Once I, we get to know. like week, once we get to like week ten, I think that's when you know you had you're more than halfway through the season. That's when you can start to say okay. Here we are. This is where things are going to end up. Right. I mean, they, I mean Chicago, like you can count time for things out. to get out of hand. You can count Chicago out. They're, they're pretty much selling the team at this point. Yeah, because they just got rid of, what, Roquan Smith today? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. I mean, they, so at least got, they at least got some good picks for I mean, they got, what, a second and a fifth? But that's, I'm, even, even with that, yeah, the pa- you can count them out because the, uh, the Bears are selling the team. Well, the Packers don't even have a team. And it doesn't look like anybody wants to come and play for them either. Yeah, no, I, I mean, don't. I don't think they're going to be attracting. Uh, honestly, I'm ready to say it. I think we've won the division. Like, I mean, looking at the teams, I I don't see the Packers making a huge game winning run. I don't see the Bears now, especially that they got rid of Roquan Smith. I mean, it, it, the stars would have to align, and a lot would have to happen for I think the Vikings to lose this uh, division. I'm not saying we're going to finish top three in conference yet. But I think a divisional win, I think we basically – I think it's safe to say we basically have a playoff spot. I mean, Yeah, it, it, it really is looking that way if things continue, you know, any anywhere close to where we think they will. You know, you can give or take a few games, but you just can't let anybody go on a streak. And, of course, this is always barring injury, so – Mm-hmm. Which we're already dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I don't – Finally, though, but that's the first time this season we've had to deal with any injury. I mean, it's coming on a player, Irv Smith, which it's, I hate that he's getting injured, but he has not done anything for this team that makes oh, me yeah. concerned he, that he's he, not playing. He's a bust. I, we can consider him a bust now at this point, right? And then Adam Thielen, which is something we haven't had to deal – it's not something we haven't had to not deal with before. We've had to deal with it in the last three or four seasons, him missing a few games. So, I mean, if it was like Zadarius Smith going down with an injury, I would be shaking. If it was Justin Jefferson going down with an injury, I would be shaking. But I think with the injuries that we have been dealt right now, it's nothing that we didn't expect. Yeah. Well, okay. So Bears lose 29-49 to the Cowboys. I was actually surprised last week when they were able to uh, overcome the Patriots. It seems like the Patriots kind of treated it like a preseason game. But the Bears end up falling back down to earth. But, you know, good news for them. They're still tied with the Packers. So uh, maybe second place is in the Bears' future. You can only hope so for their sake. And for as far as the Packers go, I'd like to see them never win another game. So they can take last place in the league and become the laughingstock of the world for all I care. But at the same time, like, yeah. and the nice, and the nice thing is, like, we don't have with how if the season goes, how it's going, we don't have to worry about one of our divisional teams taking a pl- uh, wild card spot because most likely it's going to go to either the Giants or the Cowboys, whoever slips out. Well, it looks like right now they're Giants and the Cowboys both hold they hold two of the three wild card spots. And then the oh 49ers. yeah, because Philly, yeah, because Philly's undefeated. Yeah, no, that's the weird thing about the NFC East this year. Man, they are... They were so bad last year, and now they're all playing amazing this year. Yeah, yeah, no, they have three six-plus win teams. That's yeah, the, probably the winning most division in the entire NFL right now. Yep, yep, they are... Uh, the AFC East as well. Are they kind of in a similar boat? Not a single team is under 500. Wow. Nice. Wow. Uh, what is the what is Washington's record? Are they three and four right now? Something like that. Um, yeah, because they got to win over Packers. Yeah. They're four and four, actually. Yeah. Oh, like pretty much every team in our fantasy league. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's competitive, so I like to see it. 
but uh yeah no that's a uh, and that's where that's where we'll come on next yeah uh, vikings and commanders sunday november 6th at noon at the commanders hmm. i'm excited yeah me too it, it should be a fun one the thing that you know it scares me about i feel like you hear about players getting injured at that stadium as well yeah, MetLife Stadium and wherever the at FedEx Field, those are two that people seem to get injured. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the bye week is for. I'm glad we had that rest. Hopefully, you know, this game it serves this, and you know, Dalvin Tomlinson getting injured isn't a forecast of what's to come. And again, you just hope that they don't have to miss a lot of time. And if they do, you just hope that they can come back healthy and better than ever. Yep. Yep. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, they have lives outside of football too. You know, you don't, you hate to see an injury for anybody. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Well, do you guys have anything else that you want to close on this uh, Vikings Cardinals game? No, I mean another win. A win's yeah. a win's a win, who, baby. Didn't uh, who was it? I think there was a Vikings player that made like a really harsh comment about like Kyler Murray's like. Oh, how's that gamer boy or something like that? What? Yeah, there was somebody that made a comment about that to like Kyler Murray. I think you're reading the NFC North report again. No, I don't think it was that. It was. It wasn't like bad. It was just something like they were pretty excited, and it was like it's always good to beat gamer boy or something, or it's not nice, just something like that. But Harry, I like. Are you talking like, about that that fake spam page on Twitter? Yeah, NFC North report. No, I don't. I I just mute. I mute any pages like that. I don't like to see those meme news things. You know, I, I, and I consider myself, I, I like to have fun, you know, you know me, <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't like to have fun when it comes to that stuff. Don't show me fake quotes. Cause otherwise I'm going to talk about them. No, I don't think it was a fake quote. I think it was like, I saw something. I think it might've been even a, a direct tweet or something maybe, but I have to go back. And- Wow. No, interesting. But uh yeah, I guess that should do it then, huh? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. This was yeah. a healthy discussion. It sure was. Healthy discussion. So uh we will we'll see uh you know before the game. We'll talk. We'll we'll let you know our thoughts. Get in touch if you feel so inclined. Uh you know where to find us. We'll catch you later. So long. And welcome to the after show. Now, okay. So I'd like to start off this this after show with uh, with a little bit of an apology. You know, I think I let my emotions get the better of me when I'm talking oh, about motorcyclists. You know, okay. he got canceled. He got canceled, hey, and hey. now he has to bring it back. Shutty, I'm talking. Hey, Carrie's not a motor- motorcyclist. You can't talk to him like that. <laughs> Okay, you know, I, I think maybe I was a little harsh. And, you know, just so you know, I never I never wish any motorcyclists harm. So I, I just want to get that out of the way. Oh, I, I do not wish you harm. I'm not going to, like, honk at you, and I'm not going to ever wish that you lose control. So I just want to clarify that and say I'm sorry. I may have been a little bit harsh. So I just want to get that out of the way. Way to be the, way to be the bigger man. But, you. Uh, you know, something we forgot to mention in the episode that's kind of very important. It was actually Vikings history that happened yesterday. 
Adam Thielen is now sixth all time in receiving yards for the Minnesota Vikings. What? Yep. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. <gasps> Are you, did you guys dress as anything for today, Halloween? Not today. I had a couple things over this weekend. I was I dressed up as uh, Ted Lasso from Ted Lasso. Good. I uh, I I wore a jersey today. I wore my Jefferson jersey uh, because you know it's Victory Monday. But uh, there was actually the school that I went to sub at. They were they were the Vikings actually, so it worked out pretty well. That's awesome. I wore I wore my Cook jersey today, Victory Monday, and I put on eye black. Nice. Nice, nice. And that was like my costume. You know, I'm not Dalvin Cook. I, I need to clarify that I'm not Dalvin Cook. I'm just like people say, Oh my gosh, are you are you Dalvin Cook? Can I get an autograph? Yeah. He and I, you know, a lot of people think we look alike, but no, we, we are not related. Well, especially when you wear that jersey in the eye black. I yeah, could hardly tell you apart. Pretty telling, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, I was uh this weekend. I, I had two different costumes for two different parties. I was Aemond Targaryen from House of the Dragon. I had like a little, I had a blow up dragon, a big blow up dragon, like with, with feet hanging off of it. You know, one of those were like my feet were the dragon's feet and there were inflatable feet off of it. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I had a, a blonde wig and an eye patch. Uh, it was, it was good. I mean, if anybody, if anybody watches game of Thrones, there were multiple people, I would say more people, looked at me and said, oh my gosh, are you Daenerys from Game of Thrones? And I just had to say yes, which I wasn't, but that's okay. And then I was a, I was a vampire. It was good. I had a cape and I slicked my hair back and I had blood out of my mouth. It was... Did you have fangs? Um, I did have fangs. I did not wear them because, you what? know. Well, I was going to be like eating and I didn't want to do that. You know, they were the ones I bought them. But, like, they're the ones where you have to, like, boil these little beads and they have, like, adhesive and you stick them on your teeth. So, like, it would have been cool, but I figured I'm going to be, like, eating and snacking and I don't want to have to worry about that. No, for sure. No, yeah, I I went out and then people kept coming up to me and be like, I love your costume. I'm a huge fan of Blue Mountain State. And I was like, not what I'm <laughs> dressed up. Not what I'm dressed up as. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you say thank you <laughs> yeah yeah I, I by the end of it i did because it was like i went out and it was like three or it was like the third person that came up and said it and i was just like yeah thanks so much thank you <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be respectful at that point yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah that's what i am like i'm just like i'm sick of Correcting people at this point, and that's okay. You know, we're all oh, I'm like the tea, and like trying the, to be nice, and I'm not here to give a lecture. So, and the worst thing is like the it's like the team's name is literally right on my chest, so they can definitely tell it does not say Blue Mountain State. Hmm. But yeah, it worked. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. What's your guys' favorite Halloween candy? Ooh. Well, nobody cares about that. What's your least favorite Halloween candy? Least favorite Halloween candy. Gosh, I'm, I'm even, I'm just, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a candy that I don't like because like you get the common ones. Like people don't like candy corn or black licorice. Or, oh, I love you know, both of those. Circus peanuts. No, like I like candy corn and I like black licorice. I mean, in general, I'm not usually going to sit down and eat, like, sticks of black licorice, but, like, I like black licorice candies, like, good and plenties that have black licorice in yeah. them, mainly that. Oh, I actually dislike those and candy corn. I'm one of those people. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like circus peanuts? Um, I they were never really around, but, like, they don't look terrible, you know? But the actually, the hot take I do have uh, in regards to that is I don't like Skittles. I've... Oh, I don't blame you. Skittles, especially, they're just so overwhelming. Also, I don't think you can get Skittles in a lot of countries in Europe. They just refuse to sell them because of like uh, whatever the dye they use for to like change the colors of the Skittles. Really? Yeah, you also can't get like Mountain Dew over there either. Well, I heard uh, Smarties. You you guys know Smarties? They're just basically like the little little sugar pills. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Smarties in other countries, they're like. They're almost M&M. like M and M's. They're like chocolate. I had some. I had some once. 
That's so weird. Yeah. I would say probably my least favorite Halloween. I'm not a big Tootsie Roll fan. I can actually go for a Tootsie Roll every once in a while. I, I'm a Tootsie Roll guy. Not um, a big Tootsie Roll. I had one yesterday, and I was like, you know, I'm going to retry, and I was very underwhelmed. I, uh, I picked up some candy for trick-or-treaters, if any trick-or-treaters in, like, my apartment building come by. Because you just never know. You know, you never know in an yeah. apartment. And I know that there are kids who live here. So on my way home from work today, stopped at the gas station, and I just got some, some like, individually wrapped candy. I ended up grabbing two bags of high chews. Okay. Those and, are good. like, uh, like uh, some weird. Chew. You ever had a high chew? It sounds what what is it? It's like almost like a it's like a fruity candy. It's like a It's like a really chewy taffy. Yeah, it's almost kind of like a softer version of like a Starburst. Yeah, but like it, it it's just it's chewier somehow, you know? Yeah. They're good. They're good. They're very good. And like these weird I got like some uh Smarties, not Smarties. What's the other I, I don't even know. Some some ropes that are individually wrapped. They're not sweetheart ropes. Maybe they are. There's some type of rope that's individually <laughs> wrapped. I just grabbed them. They're candy. And if if I get two kids who come to my door, I might just give them everything. Austin, do you yeah. remember in high school when you ate an entire tub of uh, red vines? Yeah, I love red vines. I do remember that. I also remember eating a whole, like, before we had a show, because somebody said I couldn't eat a quart of ice cream by myself. I remember doing that as well. How did the show go? No, oh, it went fine. You were there. Yeah, I figure. Yeah, yeah. It was, it do you was remember fine. what show it was? Amish uh, Project. It might have been Wiley. No, it was Amish Project. I was there. No, I don't think it was Amish Project, because it was Alex T.W., who told oh, me to do okay. it. So it might have been Gosmer then. Because I remember it was Alex T.W. who was like, you can't do that. And then I was like, you want to bet? <laughs> and then I did it. I did it. Classic. You know, we're, we're talking about candy and stuff. But do you guys have like a, like a daily, like a gummy vitamin that you guys have? Yes. Me too. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. Yeah. And it's a little sweet treat, but it's healthy. Yeah, you know, like, if I forget to take it in the morning, I feel like that's okay, because then I get a nice piece of candy before I go to bed. But then you take it again in the morning. Is that too much? Well, I mean, it might be too much if you do it on a regular basis. But, you know, as long as you're not doubling up, you know, every day, I think it's probably okay, right? Mikey, I don't know. I guess we'll just see who lives longer then. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do that too. And I've always wondered, God, am I like, is this bad for my body taking vitamins within like such a short period of time, two doses within like eight hours? I mean, it might just at that point, it it might just be a rounding error. You know, there are some there are some bottles of vitamins. The one that I have, it just has me take two. And I kind of like that. Yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah, right, right. I have the Kirkland brand i don't know what you do but i i i don't know no I, like the one that i had before that they want me to take six gummies which i love that i would love to have six little pieces of candy when i wake up but the bottle just goes away so fast you hate to see it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well anyway what are you guys doing the the rest of the evening I am. I have band rehearsal with the old roommates. They're playing a house show this weekend, and they're having me on for one song as the former roommate. Nice. Um. So that'll be fun. But other than that, not much. Mm. How about you, Austin? Uh, I well, you know, I kind of I was more busy the other days. So today's been my lazy day. I've just kind of been sitting around reading all day. Oh, that's fun. What are you reading? Yeah. You know what uh, I read? I, what? Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, I've been reading 1984. Wow. Look at you, yeah. an academic. I know. I know. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't really want to do much. I didn't want to play video games, surprisingly, today. So I was like, you know, let's let's just let's do something good for the brain. That's good. That's excellent to hear. 
but I actually need to go to the grocery store here and grab some food for tonight. So I think I'm about to do that here soon. Yeah, I got that taken care of. I, uh, I'm expecting uh, DoorDash should be oh, coming. Very let me guess. Uh, is it some um, Singapore My Fun? No, that's a good guess, though. That is my favorite food. That but is, uh, you know. no, uh, we ordered Applebee's. We got uh, some, a couple of classic combos with uh, did some you, French fries. Do, like do you get them at like the good price when you do it still at this time or no? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a it's a full on investment to order DoorDash. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I was like, do you get like the discount? But that no. I mean that's smart. My the thing now now that I'm like over 21, I hate going to Applebee's because they like it's just their drinks get me. I always want to so have like good. I just want to have like one of the shark bowls and like have like a big margarita like margarita, and it's just it's dangerous there. Well, heck, I mean especially now. I mean they've got, they have their Halloween drinks out. They're not that good. I actually tried them. I was not impressed. There is one that's really good. There's you guys are alcoholics. <laughs> you call me out, man. I don't appreciate I, it. I got like I think it was like the vampire one or whatever. I just the puree at the bottom was just a little too much for me. Yeah, I think is the vampire one on the rocks. No, that one is like in the tall. It's like almost like at the bottom is like red, so it's supposed to be like blood, and then it's like has like a blended on top of it. So, but like, it's just like, I don't know if they didn't puree it well enough or it was just, it was so sour. And I mean, that's coming from me because you know, I like sour things, but it was just yeah. like too sour for me. Hmm. That's yeah, disappointing. No. You hate to see it. You hate, you hate to see when you get like a, a custom margarita and it's not good, right? Yep. Well, anyway, <sighs> Carrie, quickly before we go, what do you hate to see? Uh, my I, friend died into alcoholism. I was thinking about this today. Did you guys? So, whenever you were watching, uh, like Full House or something as a kid or anything like that, and something bad would be happening in the show, and then it kind of affects your mood in real life. Like yep. the kids would be in trouble for like crashing a car in through the living room, and they're like getting chewed out by their dad, and it's like. You you almost feel like uh, you, you it's like secondhand yourself. embarrassment almost. Yeah, right? no yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know that feeling. I don't know. I, I I have that. I think it's just you know, you watch TV shows and you get like secondhand embarrassment, and then you start to the the shows affect your mood. You know, that hasn't happened to me lately, but I was thinking about how that happens to a lot of people for some reason. That's just interesting that that happened. We get so involved in TV shows. You hate to see it. Oh, I kind of experienced that. We watched uh, the second Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie the other day. I kind of <laughs> got that. I got that during that a little bit. Yeah, that's something you love to see. I right? love it. Roger Rules. Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a – that movie is a masterpiece. I still – I think I've watched that movie over 10 times, and I don't get tired of it. It's so good. It's so good. It's, a, it's the super bad of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. It, it is uh, – <laughs> It is so good. Like, that movie... No, Carrie, if you haven't watched it in a little bit... I mean, like, me and Mike would probably watch it at least once a year together. It's, it is such a good movie. Like, I cannot... Oh, my goodness. It, it's, and it's, the story is so great. Like, honestly, it might, be in, it might be in my top five favorite movies of all time. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. That is no, something I, you'll love to see. Love, I do. I love to love see the second. I, I don't care about the first one. I don't care about anything that came after. Roger Rules, though, is a gem. Agreed. Well, I got to go. I think my DoorDash is about to get here. Sounds good. Carrie, go watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Roger Rules now. Yeah, do I it. did when I was 12. Was that not enough? No. Oh. All righty. So Skull, good. boys. Later. Skull.